0: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: It'll be game three. The Blazers will not be at full strength. Damian Lillard, finger injury. He says he's going to go. Davis went off last night. As you heard, it's Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And all guests, including in moments, Lakers insider David McMenamin will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Zubin Mahenty, First Laker postseason win in eight years after the dud earlier in the week. LeBron looking for his 10th appearance in the NBA Finals, and Jay said it right. Anytime you lose a game, they think you're a bum. That's the way it is today with social media. They were able to finally figure it out, and we are all square at one key.
2: Yeah, I don't think LeBron James is worried about social media. Social media people just sit behind desks and push clicks, so... Doesn't mean anything. I think what he's worried about is getting to that championship, and AD was worried about helping him. So that's why he came out with a big game. Yesterday on the show, I said that they got to go back to the drawing board. They got to figure it out. Everybody's, oh, man, them dudes. He realized that he didn't bring his best game in game one, and it hurt the team. So what did they do? They went in. They focused in on getting AD the ball. He became an important part of their offensive game, but he was hitting. And he was hitting on all cylinders. He played the five, I would say probably 75, 80% of the time. But he enjoyed it. He embraced it. And that's what you have to do. You have to play physical. You have to dominate when you're that big. You can't play passive. You can't be, uh, I'm going to be a three-point jump shooter and I'm seven feet tall. He didn't do that. He got down low and he dominated the perimeter. But when he needed to go outside the perimeter, he dominated that as well. And whenever you get a double-double from a guy like this that you gave up four players for, this is what happens. You you went and got the guy that you coveted all along, and they, it's working out so far. Although LeBron did not have a great game, his
3: sidekick did, and that's the way things are supposed to go. It's all about what kind of energy I think AD starts off the game with and what your mindset is. It's like every day I wake up, I, I look at something that gets me motivated for that day. I, I typically tweet it out where I'm like, hey, let's get after it today. Let's run through the wall today. Something that gets you in that mindset. And I think for AD, when he's on the court – it's like you, you wake up. Have you ever had those days, Zubin, where you wake up and you're just like, oh, he's... You know, what was today's
1: motivation? Like, what was today's example? I'll, I'll read to you. Go for it. Let I'd like get, to see Let
3: this. me get, bring this out. Get my phone out. Today's motivation today was this. Let's see. I said, so top of the morning to you. It's the last day before the weekend. Do not take your foot off the pedal. I repeat, do not take your foot off the pedal. Run through the wall today. Let's go. All right. so my, my thing is if you wake up and you're just having these days where you're just floating, then you allow your day to dictate To you, what the day is, right? And I think sometimes that happens to AD when he's on the court, when he's not coming in saying, Give me the ball and being aggressive. When he comes on the court and he just floats, I think that's what LeBron James is referring to in the sound where he says, I don't want AD to be passive. I want him to be aggressive. I don't want him to have a docile demeanor. I want him to go out and attack the game right from the beginning. And you saw that last night with Anthony Davis. You saw him come out right from the beginning. Grab the rebound, grab it over people, dunk the ball. That's why he had a plus 32 last night. As opposed to the other night, he allowed the game to dictate the pace to him, and he had a minus 20. We need to start seeing King Davis. We know who King James is, but in order for this reign to build into the dynasty we know it can be, we need to see the maturation of King Davis on the floor.
1: That's very fair because King James has essentially said it's eventually going to be Anthony's team, so let's make this happen. Let's get me another title. And I let's... can pass you
3: the torch all day long. You have to take it. You, you have be willing. to take it.
1: There's no doubt about a great point. LeBron, by the way, had just 10 points last night, and I know the game ended around 11.30 Eastern time, so if it's a little late for you on a weekday, we should mention, when Dame got hurt, it was a 30-point game anyway. It's not like it would have made a difference. Even though he's been the best player of the bubble, even he couldn't rally from something like that. There to watch every single second was Dave McMenamin. He's our Lakers insider. He's brought to you by the new Ford Super Duty built Ford Tough. Uh, speaking of tough, boy, Dave, I guess that's the best adjective to describe the way the Lakers played last night. Um, what were they saying after the game that really was the difference between the Game 1 dud and the Game 2 equalizer?
0: Yeah, approach, certainly, and then what Jay was talking about with Anthony Davis, that approach was apparent. Davis said afterwards that in Game 1, he just didn't feel like he was doing things with purpose in terms of like getting his legs underneath him in the proper way. When he shot, he even was critical of his defense when, you know, obviously they've been touting him as a defensive player of the year, saying, I wasn't making, like, basic plays I should be making. He said, I know the rotations. I need to move in them with confidence rather than be hesitant. And you also saw things like him getting beat down the floor in transition in game one. and It was a snowball effect where the exact opposite was game two where, They were having to operate in the post. He was getting everything to go early. In the first uh, half of of game two, he was 9 for 13 for the field. In game one, in totality, he was 8 for 24. So he had already done his work early. And the energy that he came with was shared by other guys on that court who wanted to make up for the performance that they had. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, if even if Anthony Davis has the night like he did, if Davis Caldwell Pope doesn't hit his first two threes and get them rolling in the first quarter, uh, maybe we're talking about a different outcome. And, and you know, it allowed LeBron James to miss seven of the eleven shots he took, have six turnovers, and still be part of uh, you know a huge victory.
2: If the if LeBron James plays the way that he played the first night, and in, in Ad played the way he played last night. How difficult will it be for the Lakers to be beat at all?
0: Well, then they are the Lakers that we were talking about in March. You know, they didn't look like that down in Orlando until uh, last night. Well, um, I guess they didn't even quite look like that yet because, as you mentioned, key, it's only one of the two guys going off on any given night. But you know, they are trying to build back to what they were give credit to Frank Vogel. Uh, obviously you mentioned the Twitter people, the TV people, the radio people, a lot of pressure on this Lakers team after that, that first loss, because it didn't seem isolated. It seemed like part of a pattern of what we've seen in Orlando so far, but Vogel to his gun, didn't change his starting lineup. You know, that, that comes down to like the, you know, the mentality thing too. Part of Anthony Davis, maybe not being King Davis yet is because, you know, He doesn't want to be center. And and Frank Vogel knows that. And even as effective as he is at at center, you know, Key, it was actually just about exactly 50% of the time in game two he played center. And the Lakers uh, were a plus 15 in those 15 minutes that he played. Pretty good, right? Yeah, Um, absolutely. uh, But he hasn't been willing to fully embrace that position. He likes having a javel or dwight next to him and frank vogel knows that and frank vogel also knows that you know i don't want to lose a guy like javel who started every single game he played for us all year so i'm going to stick with that and guess what javel who was missing put back dunks in game one had four quick points in game two and played on energy played with energy on both ends and all of a sudden the, the lakers are looking you know, like the juggernaut we saw before, and you know it, it's a tough job to coach in this league. Um, you got to stick to your guns. You know, there's that famous saying: like if you start thinking like a fan or listening to the fans, next thing you know, you'll be sitting next to the fans, your coach.
2: Dave, are we still waiting on Kyle Kuzma, or is this what it is? Is we're going to get what it is?
0: I think this is about what it is. I I think defensively, he's played better uh, than any stretch I've ever seen in his career so far. Uh, Just the energy and uh, the the rotations and the demeanor. Um, Offensively, you know, the energy's there. Um, It's just not totally locked in. Like You saw those possessions uh, in, in the second quarter where they were having Anthony play center, and you had Kuzma at the four, and you have Whiteside and Nurkic in there. And you know, Kuzma is, you know, getting giddy that he has Nurkic on an island out on the perimeter against him, because um, he made his first pull-up jump shot, um, and then the next possession down, he does the same thing. It's a long two. His head's down the entire possession. He doesn't even think about passing because, you know, he's he's just say that he gets to do the whole. I'm LeBron James on an island and do a step back against big man, um, and. You know it's not the best shot. Uh, so there's things he has to mature into, but to me, just the fact that they have him with this this confidence and, and feeling good about himself after dealing with injuries all year long, I, I think that, that could be enough. He may not be a traditional number three on a team, uh, but maybe he could be about 3.5, and some nights they'll have you know, uh, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope be a four, and sometimes they'll have the young waiters be a 4.5, and they can have a committee of extra role players where Kuzo doesn't have to be necessarily a star.
3: Dave, who who won the lottery last night
0: and why? <laughs> uh, we're talking about the literal mo- lottery? Yeah. <laughs> the literal lottery. So, so Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're nice. going to tell me about it. You, you were covering I watched you um, the draft coverage. Uh, the, the Timberwolves won. Uh, no, they, I was saying you know, no, I, not,
3: not that who won. I mean, it, it, out of the way the lottery worked out, you know, of all the teams, the way they're positioned was oh, oh. that the Warriors. Like, that's what I meant to ask.
0: I got you. All good. Uh, I mean, Golden State Warriors, uh, because they have three championship-tested players who are going to be coming back healthy. Uh, they 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 made that deal last year where they have a, a younger asset like Andrew Wiggins, and they got the number two. And, and either you you know maybe you draft number two and and bring another young player that can learn from uh, Clay and, and Steph and Draymond and, uh, you know, come up with them. And, and Or you can trade the number two, you know, pair it with something like a Wiggins and, you know, maybe get one of these stars out there on teams where they could be rebuilding where, you know, is Philly going to break up Joel and, and Ben Simmons? Could you entice them for one of those guys? Could you, um, you know, kick the tires on Bradley Beal and Washington and add him to the mix? Um, yeah, to me, the Golden State uh, is in the driver's seat in terms of of having the asset of the night because they can do so much with it.
1: No doubt, they were 15 and 50 this season. They were part of the delete eight. But they'll be back before you know it because those two, Curry and Thompson, will be back. And pick number two can help them burnish their credentials real quick right back at the top of the West. Game three tomorrow, 8.30 Eastern between the Blazers and the Lakers on ABC Let's go,
2: Lakers! Dave, thank
1: you. (laughs) All right, bye guys. A reminder, Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin brought to you by Mako. Mako's ready to fix those Homer. dents, repair that collision damage, spray on a fresh coat of paint with online estimates, contactless service, and their best price guarantee. Come to Mako and roll out refreshed. Go to mako.com to get started and find a shop near you. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Let's go from A to Z. With the little TW thrown in the middle. That would be for Tiger Woods, three under sixty eight in the opening round of the Northern Trust in Massachusetts. It's the first event of the three week FedEx Cup playoffs with the winner getting a cool ten million plus. It's a
2: great shot by Tiger.
1: He trails by four shots right now. He's tied for thirtieth. He'll begin his second round at one seventeen PM Eastern time. This is only a sixth event of the year, guys. Obviously, he'll look forward to the Masters on ESPN coming up he November twelfth. Through fifteen, he, he looks good. He, he, does. Didn't look, he didn't look
3: good last tournament.
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens. Again, 1.17 p.m. Eastern, not a lot of golf this year for Eldrick. Washington's football team has a real serious story here. Ron Rivera, the team's first-year head coach, told Adam Schefter he has cancer. It's squamous cell carcinoma. It's in his lymph node. He felt a lump a couple weeks ago, didn't do anything about it. It didn't dissipate. He went to the doctor, and he found out. It was cancer. He says nothing has changed. Plan A, moving ahead, shouldn't affect him. We'll continue to coach the team. But as a contingency, as you might expect, there is a a plan B in place. The cancer is in its early stages and is considered, quote, very treatable and curable, which is excellent to hear. And as you just heard Jay and Dave talk about, literally and figuratively, the Timberwolves did win the NBA (laughs) draft lottery. They picked number one overall in 2015 with Carl Anthony Towns. Now they'll have an opportunity to add to it. And Jay, you think it could be Anthony Edwards? It could be Obi Toppin? It could be Lamello? Very interesting, right?
3: I see Anthony Edwards going to the Minnesota Timberwolves, but Dave McMinnon brought up a great point about how the Warriors could potentially package that deal uh, that pick, and maybe an Andrew Wiggins to a Joel embiid Benson, is to a Bradley Beal playing for the Washington Wizards, that could be really interesting for the Warriors.
1: Golden State will select second. If you're wondering, the Knicks, who for years and years have been looking for a break, as usual, did not get one last night. Uh, they were picking eighth. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. This just was uttered by Dallas Cowboys head coach, new head coach, Mike McCarthy, not too long ago. It's hot off the press, and we want to make sure anything, anytime anything breaks in the NFL, you'll hear it on our show because we love football as much as you do. Okay, guys, here's the quote from McCarthy today. Quote, I think conversation like that, frankly, respectfully, is nonsense. This is talking about expectations. If you're not trying to win the Super Bowl, I don't know what you're even doing in this business. I think that's what every team starts their off season with. The ones that don't want to talk about it they're probably just trying to underpromise, overachieve, but I've always been very upfront about it with every team I've ever coached. We're in this to win a championship. Make no bones about it. Key. A quick yeah. reminder: the Cowboys haven't won the Super Bowl since 1995.
2: That's okay. That's not that. It's it's okay that they haven't won. They're headed in the right direction, though. Z. I think what happens is because the owner's the owner, he likes to get out front. The Cowboys have somewhat been kicking on the door. It's America's team. We all look at it all the time and say to ourselves, oh, the Cowboys aren't doing anything, this, that, and the other. Well, they actually are. They've done really good at building this team. Now they have a better coach, in my opinion, than they've had in the past. A Super Bowl winning coach, Mike McCarthy, who replaced Jason Garrett, who's now in the offensive coordinator in the New York Giants. That Prescott's there. Amari Cooper's there, C.D. Lamb is there, Zeke is there, the offensive line is intact, the defense is solid, and when you got a new voice and a new coach in situations, you get over the hump. I've always said, and you, and you guys think about this for a minute, when teams are talented mm-hmm. and a coach is relieved of his duties and a new coach comes in with a new energy and a new ump, it usually kicks them over the top. You think about You think about my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl winning team. Okay. We were kicking on the door under Coach Dungey. It wasn't like Coach Gruden came in there and just did some magical wand. He gave us a little kick here and there, and then we hit on all cylinders offensively in the playoffs. And the rest was history. It happens all the time with talented football teams. And this is a this will be a perfect example. So I don't see anything wrong with him saying that their their goal is to win a Super Bowl.
3: This is how I feel like coaches need to attack the media. Either you attack the media or you let the media attack you to a degree, right? And I feel like for Mike McCarthy coming out and saying this, there's nothing wrong with that. Set high expectations for your team. With all the talent that that Key just mentioned, their expectation should be to win a Super Bowl. Whereas before, I kind of felt at times with Jason Garrett, it was kind of like this, huh, huh, ho, hum, like, I don't know how I feel. Like it's just I like being I like saying things with conviction, especially for a team with this talent.
2: And and, and that new voice has those players believing. You know, at some point it is a, such a thing as being too stale and old. It's it's like we heard the same thing over and over a year and a year out. It's time to move on. Mike McCarthy comes in with a bigger personality. He's not all Princeton out. You know, he's just he comes in like a football coach, not trying to be a corporate guy and. And you're going to win football games and win over your team doing that.
1: We should mention that Jason Garrett went to Princeton, and that's why Key kind of brought that up. He essentially was a 500 coach. But we should also mention, for those that aren't aware, I know many of you are, that Key played for the Dallas Cowboys, and here are the coaches they've had since they won that championship in 1995, and I know you know one of them in particular with your time in Big D. This is an underwhelming list other than a couple guys, and maybe that's the difference. Get the right voice in there. So after they won the Super Bowl, their coaches after that, after Jimmy and Barry left, Chan Gailey, Dave
2: Dave Campo, in house, your guy Bill Parcells, got him going in the right direction, Mm -hmm. Wade Phillips, took over for Bill. (laughs) That's nicely
1: said. Jason Garrett. Took over for Wade. And now Mike McCarthy. So two of those guys are Super Bowl winning coaches and the others.
2: But two of those guys, Super Bowl winning coaches, was not part of the Dallas Cowboy family. They came from the outside. They came from the outside, which is Bill Parcells and and Mike McCarthy.
1: And those are two of the most accomplished guys definitely on this list. So what does that tell you? So motivation certainly is there for
2: McCarthy. I think they're going to be okay. I, I do. I think when you look at the division, you, you, you. Philadelphia will probably be around. That's their only well, challenge, right? It, it, probably. probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't you see the Giants. the Giants. I don't see anything than The Giants, a lot the Redskins, of Redskins questions. a lot of questions. So that'll be their only challenge within the division. Now, when you get outside the division, you go all the way. As I like to do, all the way from Seattle, all the way down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a. There's about eight teams with nine teams within that conference. That's really going to be smoking this year.
1: So I ask you this: Dak's been waiting to sign that contract. He's playing on the franchise. Well, he's got to wait
2: again the whole year.
1: But let's say they win the Super Bowl, and he's Mm -hmm. waited for this, right? Everybody's saying, bet on yourself, the way Flacco did, right? He won Mm -hmm. that Super Bowl, he bet on himself, he cashed in. If Dak's been waiting, 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 he is the number one cap hit of any player in the National Football League this year, and he wins this Super Bowl, I I would imagine Jerry would just say, here's a blank check. (laughs) Pay to the order of, and you just fill out your name and put any amount of money in there. It, what is, is on the he, line for him?
2: Here? Let's assume he's the guy, and the reason they won the Super Bowl, right? Right. Even let's more. assume that. I, I would think that he gets pretty much what he wants in terms of. Do you cash. think he has
3: to be the guy in order for them? <laughs> I mean, it, what well, what because I'm saying, they're like,
2: going to use that against you. If you, if Zekio Elliott is the reason y'all won, and they pushing and Zeke ran for nineteen hundred yards and twenty seven touchdowns, and you threw for. 3,500 yards, and you really didn't really do a whole lot in the big games, they'll use that against you to not have to pay you that type of money. So I guess
3: the question will then transcend into, translate into, if that were to be the case, do you think the Cowboys let Dak Prescott oh, walk no, away? You, you franchise it, tag you, him you, again?
2: You, either, you get a deal done. You get a deal done is what you do. You just get a deal done. And I think they will get a deal done after this year. I mean, there's, there, there's no reason not to if he wins the if he goes to the Super Bowl there's no reason why you wouldn't get a deal mm-hmm. done because he, have had, he will have had to have done something to get you there. I mean, he's not driving a bus. This is not the type of offense, and he's not the type of quarterback that's a manager. He really is good. If you look at his numbers up against the guys that he was drafted with in mm-hmm. terms of Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, right. his numbers are either on par and in certain categories better than. In terms of running the ball, better than. I mean, winning-wise, yeah, Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl – But he didn't win it, and he hasn't had a hell of a season after that. He's kind of just been teetering along, and Carson Wentz can't stay healthy.
3: It is interesting when you compare him to Deshaun Watson. He actually threw for more passing yards and TDs and less interceptions than Deshaun Watson.
2: It it happens, and what happens is once that narrative is set about you as a player, people kind of start to pick it apart and try and say, oh, he's not really that good. He's not. No, man, the dude is really a good quarterback. He really is. He might not be a top four guy, but I certainly would put him in the top eight in the NFL for sure.
1: But it's relative to scale because Goff was one in that draft. Wentz was two. Dak was 135. Yes. So you have to think about that. He was a fourth round pick who has far exceeded any value that he had. And obviously, if Tony Romo doesn't fracture his back, we don't even really know who Dak Prescott is at this moment. you can say the same thing thing about Tom Tom Brady. Same
2: thing. If If it wasn't for Mo Lewis... Hitting Drew Bledsoe, I would go on record and bet that the, the New England Patriots was going to wind up drafting a quarterback that offseason. And Tom Brady? Who knows? But right. hey, it ain't his fault. Right. It ain't That's his the it fault. Happens. That's the, it happens sometimes that way. One snap Next away. man up.
3: I'll give you this city right here. Jeremy Lynn. Great I mean, example. Jeremy Lynn, another great example. Waiting, right? He gets paid waiting, that. waited, waited, got paid. You know, all of a sudden came in due to injury, got paid a lot of money.
1: No question about it. Linsanity right here in New York City. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you to check out ESPN Audio at Home by telling Alexa to play news from ESPN. ESPN Audio at Home is brought to you by Mercedes Benz vans. Drive a Mercedes Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes Benz vans are ready for anything. And when Lane Kippen speaks, you should be ready for anything. He's got a message for those Pac 12 and Big 10 kids that are waiting to play football. Essentially, Why don't you come join me in the SEC? We'll hear from Lane in just a bit.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but
1: sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
3: Must be 21 plus and present in present and select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Here in New York City, happy Friday to everybody with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. I'm Zubin Mahenti. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and all of our guests joined us today on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. So we just talked about making the stops you need to make. Well, right now, if you're in the Big Ten or the Pac-12, you are stopped from playing college football. You want to do something. You're a senior. You have no idea if you get your eligibility back. What's going on with scholarships? What about next year's class? You can only bring in 25 guys. You got 85 guys still waiting to play. Huge mess. Lane Kiffin. Old Mrs. first year head coach has offered a solution to those guys that can't play in the Big Ten and the Pac 12. He's essentially saying, Why don't you come join me?
3: Kids are getting their team, their schools deciding, or their conferences deciding to shut down. And so they can't play. And a lot of them got a lot of money on the line for the next level, or they just want to play their last years. And so it's really unfortunate that the NCAA is not allowing them uh, to transfer and be eligible immediately.
2: Um, you know, we're being told that that wouldn't even go into a waiver process. So I feel really bad for those kids. It's not their fault. Why can't they come play somewhere? So that, that don't make any sense to me. Why can't they come play for me? What's anybody? he really saying? <laughs> it well, helped me beat Georgia and whoever else is on our schedule in yeah. Alabama and LSU and Mississippi State. Auburn, yeah. and everybody. Auburn, well, like, I that's... need help. I see what I have <laughs> based on the film I evaluated from last year. I don't like it. That's just what he's saying. What's wrong with that, though? Nothing's wrong with it. Nothing nothing is wrong with it. Here's the problem, though, is if you allow guys to transfer, now everybody's going to transfer and I want to go play, I want to go play, a lot of those kids are going to be at a disservice because they got a system. that they. First of all, they're going to probably have to quarantine, I'm assuming, for a couple weeks because of the traveling. Mm -hmm. They get that over with. You got to learn a system. The season that already started now. You're trying to learn on the fly. Now, what type of positions are you looking for? Are you looking for a quarterback? If you are, he doesn't know the system. Are you looking for a left tackle? He doesn't know all the protections. Are you looking for a running back? He doesn't know the protections of a certain hole. I mean, it's like, it's a lot. You know, for a defensive player, you got to pick up a scheme. And what if it doesn't work out the way that you think? You've now taken this kid away from an opportunity to stay and go and play with his school that he was at already to come to you And you thought it was one thing when it wasn't when he got on campus he wasn't the player that you evaluated. So it's a
3: little weird when that happens. I hear you, but that's the beautiful part about being in our country, the land of the free. That individual has the right and the opportunity to take on that risk to a degree, right? So I hear all the things that you're saying and how, you know, in in the football mindset of of how you, you view things as far as schemes, I hear how that can be a big challenge. But at the same time, if your conference doesn't give you or your voice an opportunity to be heard and they make the decision for you, shouldn't you be able to have the same opportunity to go and then utilize your skills somewhere else you, or maybe you get a chance to showcase what you're able to do on the field? Even though it may be difficult, don't you have that right?
2: Yeah, but you it, it, you do have the right and they should have the right. But now you're opening up a door, Jay, that is just going to be wild.
3: But this I mean, door is like a wild, wild west. But so this door is crazy. already wild, though. This door is wild because conferences have gotten shut down. And a lot of times, you even have Sandra Barber, who's the, the athletic director for Penn State, was like, well, we didn't even take a vote. Right? So I, I know that Kevin Warren then comes back, the commissioner to the Big Ten, by saying, hey, I'm going to double down. We're not going to have a season. But when you but have... Kevin
2: Warren, but Kevin Warren did say that there was a vote. I don't know if you saw that or not, but he certainly said there was a vote in in... So you got them two going back and forth. That's where
3: now you're taking for somebody for for what they say for face value.
2: Well, he said it was right. a vote. What the man got to lie for, right? I mean, like
3: what Sandra Barber had to lie for? I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate on the opposite side. I, so, I get it. I, I understand. I, I, I just don't know how to just sit there and tell a kid, hey, because the schemes might be too challenging, because you may not be able to go through all the progressions, because you don't know the sets that you're running as a QB. Don't take the opportunity to go to another school and play. I don't know.
1: Fair enough. Let me ask you this. Let's use the Big Ten as an example because he mentioned Sandy Barber as the athletic director. At Penn State, the Big Ten has 14 institutions, which, of course, makes no sense.
3: 13 public schools and <laughs> Northwestern. Pac-10, Pac-12. Pack right. It's Big
1: about money and teams well, no, coming up for you. We
3: got
2: 12 now.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know. We had
2: 10. <laughs> the Big 12
1: also has 10. Anyway, the numbers jargon. Okay, listen. Here we go. 13 public schools and one private school, Northwestern. So let's take Northwestern now. But Nebraska's chancellor essentially came out and said, I voted no. I want to let you know. In the state of Nebraska, We want football. Um, And I'm wondering for the 13 public schools, because there's such intense interest in all those states, Michigan, Iowa, Pennsylvania, the state of Ohio, Nebraska, New Jersey, Maryland, wherever it might be. If you are a leader at a public school, should you go out and tell the people associated with the university, the faculty, the staff, the fans This is how I voted. Because you know what's happening, Key? They're all hiding behind Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren's out Uh there, like Roger Goodell, taking all the shrapnel, and he's getting criticized. Another big word. Right? (laughs) Sorry. He's taking all the slings
2: and arrows, right? There you go. Gotcha. Remember our audience. Yeah, remember yeah. No, which is us. Right. Yes. Remember Key and ME. Us. I don't yeah, understand we, that. Yeah, even though we went to some prestigious universities, you gotta, you know, no work with us here.
1: But Kevin Warren for sure is out there just taking all the flack here. Is it fair? Should those people that made those votes, that cast those votes to say there will not be football, should they be held accountable to the fans?
2: Go go ahead and just tell it what it is, what you're hiding But for. why why won't they? I maybe there's some liability there. I don't know, but you you certainly should. They don't want the venom, isn't that what it well, is? Well, you're gonna you're gonna get it anyway. You're gonna get it anyway because eventually people are going to find out what your vote was. It's not going to be a secret ballot. I mean, eventually you got the the chancellor of Nebraska said no, so eventually people are going to start to say what it was. And at the end of the day, man, look, safety in the health and well being of people and kids most important in all of this. I don't seem to understand why people feel like you got to play football right now in the day. Like, okay, why? Just because you, you want football on? You, you don't care about the safety? If people are shutting down and the CDC and the, the guys in the white coats with the pins are saying no, then just follow the rules. That's all. If they told the Commissioner Warren, and they told Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12, no, they got
3: enough information for them to to cl- shut it down. Why are you? But, but that's where it going gets confusing, it? though, because you have those people wearing those white jackets in different respective regions of the country saying different things. There's not one universe. But you know, if you got enough, but,
2: but 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 Jay will. If you got enough information about something,
3: yeah. But that's a, that's a, that's that's the best point, Key. If you have if you have enough information. Where are people getting their information from these days? That's the part that's disorienting. Everybody's getting so much information from so many different places, nobody knows what to believe anymore.
2: I I would think that the commissioners of both of these leagues got the right information from the right people that they trust.
3: So, how about whoever that that was? So, how about Greg Sankey? Or, how about Bob Bowlesby? Different Who Bob Bowlesby was the athletic director. Different. I hear you, but Bob Bowlsby was athletic director for Stanford, right? Like mm-hmm. that was a, Stanford's a very progressive school, right? Part of the Pac-12. Now he's you know commissioner for the Big Twelve. Is his information is it wrong? Is it right? But he's in a it's, different.
2: But he's also in a different part of the country and region, man. Let's keep it real. He's, I'm with, I'm he, with he, you. On that. He's in the you know basically the Midwest to the South. That's just so we're saying this kinda, is, so
3: it becomes political. It's kind of they they believe certain things. So it becomes political. Is what to, we're saying to
2: a degree. Yes, it does.
1: Last word: What Sankey essentially is saying is he's saying, "Look, if we're going to start in late September, we'll know more about the virus then than we do now, and we have and, it over and that a is month. fair. So let's just wait to see what the data shows. What he's saying is we're just going to wait till the data comes back, and if we have to cancel, we'll cancel. But if we don't, we won't. So why not just keep it open ended? That's what he's saying. Well,
2: because they didn't want to keep it; they want to get rid of it so they can start concentrating on other things, and which. I really, to be honest with you, I'm with, I'm all for, you know, just shut it down. Let's see what else is going on. Let's find out the information. And if we want to run it back in the spring, we'll run it back in the spring. And if not, we'll push it to 2021 fall.
1: We'll see what happens September 12th, the 26th, or if you're in those other two leagues, the big 10 and the Pac-12. There's no date that can make you happy because there's not going to be football. Keyshawn J. Wilson, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has the full court cell phone coverage you need. Just 45 bucks a month. Get you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high speed data. Then 2G for up to 50% less than the big carriers. Only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Still to come, we'll look around the NBA at the four game threes tonight. We're ready to go with another quadruple header.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive
1: Watching us on television. (laughs) Beautiful Friday in New York City. We're coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17. We are brought to you by Chase. We got four more NBA playoff games today. Jay can actually just relax and watch instead of work, right?
3: That will be nice.
1: (laughs) We got the Raptors and the Nets, 1.30 Eastern. The Nuggets and the Jazz, which has been as good of a series as people said it was going to be, at 4 Eastern. The Celtics and the Sixers at 6.30 Eastern. And then... The Clippers and the Mavericks.
3: Two of those series, just go ahead and lock up. The Raptors and Celtics, like they're done.
1: The first and third games, right? But yeah, the second that, and fourth. Second and fourth, fourth cap games are the tonight, games. Right? Yes.
3: Nightcap tonight is big time.
1: It's going to be great. Those are the games tonight. Tomorrow, game three with the Lakers and Blazers. A reminder when it comes to the Lakers and how well Anthony Davis has played. Great. Andy- Great is an understatement. He's just the third LeBron teammate. Those two guys, simpatico to the max, with a 30 point double double in the playoffs. Stats incredible. SAT words, <laughs> that's incredible. key. my computer career it, it? Yeah. training for a better life. Let's look ahead. What did you
2: get on your SAT, Zubin?
1: <laughs> I think I got a 13 something. I don't know exactly what the number no, was. That time, like but but at ago. that
2: time, that might have been like it the highest, right? I mean, like. At that time, what was his highest, like 1,400, 1,600. 1,600 is yeah. the highest. So you were like 1,400.
1: I'll take that. Are you rounding up? But I'll take it. How's it 13? I'll take the 14. That's a humble brag.
3: 13-something. <laughs>
2: GPA probably was like 13, uh, three three nine. 39 Yeah, but no, of the three, schools, of the three
1: schools, you guys went to the better school than I did. So Athletes. you guys went.
2: <laughs> they get you in automatically, you know.
1: Lakers-Blazers, 8.30 p.m. tomorrow on ABC on the big network with a big spot for the Lakers, especially with Dame banged up. Take a 2-1 lead. If Dame doesn't look the same, you're halfway home and already maybe thinking about the Rockets in the next round and then maybe the Clippers in the Western can't Conference think spot. Ahead, man, one Okay, one game at a time. <laughs> You've been around a lot of coaches.
3: <laughs> no, that's what <laughs> that's that's you should think. You, no, okay.
2: you can't think about the Rockets. You can't think about – the game after the third game, you got to take seriously. Take it one game at a time. And look, the, the 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 way that they were playing last night, LeBron didn't have a great shooting night, but he doesn't have to have a great shooting night. He passed the ball well. He was on the floor. He contributed in a lot of other ways that helped them win. But the the caveat to this is AD, mm-hmm. AD being able to 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 play the five position, buy in, and dominate down low when the ball was given to him. If you look at if you look at him around the rim from dunking the ball to rebounding. And then when he needed to go on the perimeter and knock down long jumpers, he was able to do that. And, I, and that's what you get with a guy who's focused, given the fact that a lot of people trashed him the day before saying, oh, AD is acting basically soft. He act like he doesn't want to play all sorts of things. His shooting night was bad. He, and even to the point where LeBron, kind of threw a little bit of nuggets at him here and there, talking about the way that his style of play was the night before. So all I could do is say, look, Dame Lillard's finger on his off-shooting hand, there's some things that's wrong with the dislocation. He's going to have some, he's going to be uncomfortable a little bit with it. And it probably will mess with him at times during the game. But he's a guy that if it's one guy, I think, in, in, in this league that will not allow the
3: injury to be an excuse, it's going to be him. So LeBron has a couple of guys that he needs to get fired up. Now, I know we don't expect LeBron James to have as many points as JaVale McGee did again. <laughs> Ten, okay? a piece,
1: That's gonna Ten a piece. That's not going to happen. Ten apiece. That's not going to
3: happen. That's not who LeBron James is. So if I'm LeBron James today, I'm thinking, how do I find ways to get AD pissed off? How do I find ways to get AD focused again to have him that, have that same type of energy going into our game on Sunday? And then I think – Saturday, excuse me. And then I go, all right, Danny Green. Why did we bring you here, Danny Green. We brought you here to make shots. We brought you here to stretch out the offense so I can go to work and drive and for AD to drive. So Danny Green, the last two games, I mean, he had 10 points the game before. He had three points last night, not shooting the ball well mm-hmm. from the field at all. I'm trying to get more from Danny Green, guys like Marcus Morris. You need to shoot the ball, man. We made 14 threes, but we need to make shots in the perimeter because that ultimately allows me and AD to do our work in the paint. If you're a higher gun, then you need to shoot.
2: Yeah, need to make it. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. That's they, what Danny
1: Green did last year in the playoffs.
2: And and I think look
3: and won a championship. Yeah,
2: and I think that the time is going to come. They they're now out of the 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 preseason sort of playoff situation. They're now in the real deal. I think it took a game or so for them to kind of wake up and realize there's not going to be any fans here. We don't have to keep worrying about that. Let's go out there and play. And and then I think Frank Vogel did a pretty good job from. Of making the adjustments to getting AD involved, but also from a defensive standpoint, where they were much, they were way better than they were two nights ago. You
3: no, know why? Because AD was the five, and every time Dane was involved in a pick and roll. That big, so guarding. he can
2: slide up and he exactly. can slide up to
3: the top, and then he can switch off with him and get in the way. Or they trap him because AD has quick enough feet to actually at least challenge Dame. Like I, I love watching Dwight. <laughs> Dwight's always in foul trouble for a reason. Okay, JaVale McGee is always kind of like lofty. Some even though he's been great this year, you know, you don't really expect M- JaVale McGee to think the game through. Me, AD can think the game. Let
2: through. Let me ask you this though. So when that happens, Jay, to you as a guard, and all of a sudden. You go to move, and then you go to the left and right, and there's a tree standing there. Is that huge? Does that look like, oh, I can't get around it. De- it
3: depends on if the tree is coming at me. If you're a tree, and if you're just standing there, you're dead in the water. Yeah, because
2: you're standing. You're, you're done. Standing I'm going
3: to come off, and now I see you. If you give me space, I mean, I, you see that happen all the time in a lot of these games. Like, Joel and B does it all the time. That's why Jason Tatum can go off. Because whenever they set a screen, Joel and B just sits in the paint. Jason Tatum comes off, oh, I can shoot this three. But AD's up. So if you have a big who's 7 feet tall, 6'10", coming at you with quick feet, stuttering, all of a sudden you're like, he's dictating to you which way you need to go.
2: And he's long and you only got so much space. Now
3: you're getting me to be reactive instead of me being proactive.
2: That's kind of what I would have did to him. Just kind of, you know.
1: Fun last note here. Everybody thought the Western Conference Finals might be held between two teams in one venue. That would be the Lakers and the Clippers at the Staples Center. Now That's the thing. It's still true. It's still true. Two two teams in one venue. Right? They're all in Florida together. Last thing we want to mention, this is our final show of the week. We hope you love what you heard. And if you do, we'd love if you joined us again Monday morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.